Hello, Michelle Laurie here. It's no secret that Australia's property market is out of control these days, but I, for one, can't seem to stop following along. I've become a bit obsessed with it, to be honest. What's up, what's down, and who on earth is paying those prices for those houses? So I want to personally recommend a podcast for you. It's called Real Property. It'll keep you across the latest information on the Australian property market in a clear and easy-to-digest way. Real Property, building a community of more informed property buyers. Take a listen wherever you get your podcasts. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The producers of this podcast recognise the traditional owners of the land on which it's recorded. They pay respect to the Aboriginal elders past, present and those emerging. The only thing that's consistent in the world is change. So if you're feeling awful right now, that will change and everything is going to be okay. Yumi Steins is my soul's sister. My kids and I spent last Christmas with Yumi and her family. My kid wrecked it. But, you know, that's what made it a real Christmas, I think. I'm Michelle Laurie and this is Calm Your Farm. Tips and tricks for taking care of you from the unlikeliest of gurus. Although, I have to say, I'm bending the rules a little bit this time because I think Yumi is a guru. She's always been a a beautiful guru to me. She cooks. She's got great hair. She runs of her own free will. And she stopped drinking. I don't get that. I don't get any of that, to be honest. I get the hair. Anyway, let's see what she reckons. Last year was pretty interesting for me. I was really conscious that my mental health relies a lot on the daily practice of exercise and the consumption of endorphins like medication, like people take antidepressant medication, I take exercise with the same sort of intentionality and mindfulness around it, that it's really dangerous to skip a day. I need to factor it in as something that is incredibly important to my mental health. So when COVID was coming and you could sort of see it on the horizon, knowing that things were probably going to shut down, that gyms would close and that kind of thing. I really took it quite seriously, the stuff around my mental health, around preparing myself and preparing my fitness routine to be resilient. In my life, I think I've, I've come up against a few patches of mental health challenges, some worse than others and some sort of circumstantial, some about hormones and the age that you're in and others to do with, you know, having a baby. I think the worst I had was in my teenage years. 
I can't think of a, a harder time in a person's life. I mean, I haven't done the old age thing yet, <laughs> but um, but that sort of period, I think between 14 and 16, 13 to 18 maybe, is really rough. And it can be rough even if you've got the most supportive family. So imagine if you don't. I think that that's a really tricky time and there's there's all kinds of circumstances that contribute to that. So if you just have the hormones on their own, that's enough. But then you've also got extreme worries about school, about marks. You have this sense that if you don't get good grades, your whole life will be ruined. Then there's sex, um, sexual feelings, sexual assaults, which are really common at that age. Between 14 and 17, girls in Australia are most likely to be sexually assaulted than any other time in their lives. And it's usually by somebody that they know, a peer, somebody who's like one of their schoolmates. So that sort of stuff all really contributes. Plus, just by growing up, you're starting to really have conflict with your parents. So the people that were your greatest champions, supporters, and your moral guidance suddenly become at times your absolute enemy. And it's just, it is just so much to deal with all in the one kind of cluster of years. I really had terrible thoughts of suicidal ideation self-harm, wanting to run away, um, wanting to just cease, which is different to wanting to die, I think. I just want just wanting to invisibilize um, spiritually and physically. So that I would say is a time when people who are in that need some really just endless, bottomless, unconditional support. Other times were after babies and that was actually it's a really interesting thing to reflect on because I had a ba- my first baby nearly 20 years ago and I had my most recent baby nearly six years ago. So in the intervening 14 years, I really saw a difference in the taboo around mental health for, for a postpartum mum, how much easier it was to ask for help in that second batch of babies and just how common I think it is for, for a woman to go through some rough stuff after birth and, and in that la- late stage of pregnancy can be really tough as well. And that's a, that's a tricky one for people like you and I, I think, where we're really into exercise, feeling like our bodies are strong and they, they're kind of um, tools or weapons, you know, which is a fantastic feeling to have about your body. And when you're post baby or really pregnant with a baby you feel like that power has been really taken away or compromised and that can be so frustrating and you just have to go through it but you can't get that hit of endorphins the way that you used to get so that is a time when you actually need a lot of support as well people talk about gratitude and practicing gratitude but just as a daily kind of um practice i really try to not complain And I kind of, you know, I might reserve a complaint for my best friend who will absorb it and my partner who will also absorb it. But I really feel like I've got a word limit on this. I can only do 300 words and then that's it. I've run out of words just because it's a drag to be around. But also it can be a habit for your thinking where you just get into that. And it's quite appealing sometimes to just men and to bitch, you know, it can be really satisfying it can be a way to bond with people but it's actually bad for both parties the listener and the speaker so that's a kind of a like a an almost continual practice to just measure my 
my thinking and my words positive to negative and try and always outweigh the negative with lots of positive. And if sometimes I do feel negative, which is, you know, totally normal, just to sort of sit quietly and not need to um, amplify it or feed it. Like anything, I think you can feed and nurture um, emotions and I just try to, to not nurture the bad ones. I do a lot of things that bring me joy. I think I'm really good at my own boundaries. So um, people might ask me to do things and I'm really confident to say no. And I don't even give a reason because I don't owe anybody a reason. So I can just say, yeah, I don't, I, I can't. Um, and that said, I also do things that I really love to do. So I have a group of friends that I go running with. And it's so wholesome because all we talk about is running and sore knees and, you know, set goals. And, and every time we hang out together, we're, we're running. And so we have this incredible, lovely feeling like, oh, there are my friends that I run with and, and I associate them with this lovely feeling of happiness and outdoors. And that's super, super great. So I do that twice a week. I also, oh, this is really bad, but it's so good. Because I work three jobs and the hours are all kind of weird and patchy, I, on most days I have a day nap. <laughs> I feel really, that's something that not everyone can do, but I just, I can't actually resist it. So I go to bed and have this hard nap for about an hour every day. So good. I actually take all my clothes off, bra, everything, and get into my pyjamas, get into bed, and I'm switched off for a whole hour. Another thing I do is we don't watch the news or any sort of commercial TV. So we don't see ads on TV um, and we don't see the news. And that makes, I think that just, you know, that maddening feeling where you're like, oh God, I hate. And like the voice of Donald Trump or something that's really quite triggering and enraging. I just, I don't have to have it in my house. I don't watch videos of people getting murdered. I don't watch horror movies or um, thrillers where women are brutalized for entertainment. I just, that's just not fun for me. Um, and I don't need it in my head and I don't, I don't find it fun or entertaining. I would say I, I look at if it were a real person and I could be near them, I would get as close to them as I could. I would put my hand on their back or their shoulder if, if that was okay and I'd want to look at them and say, everything's going to be okay. And I do say that to my 16-year-old and my 19-year-old. I did especially say that to my now 19-year-old when she was going through that phase. You know, you feel like everything's bad. I know we've been here before. It feels like you're the only one, but you really are going to be okay. I read something yesterday. A girl was crying while driving and pulled up at the lights, crying at the driver's wheel, whatever, at the steering wheel tears rolling down her face and she looked over at the other car and a girl was looking at her through the window of her own car and she mouthed to her, everything is going to be okay. For more tips on taking care of you from the unlikeliest of gurus, including recipes for relaxing body products you can make at home, things to read and watch instead of scrolling through your phone, 
cheap, cheerful and calming gift ideas, go to calmyourfarm.com.au. We'd love to hear your ideas too. This has been another Smartfella production in conjunction with the Acast Creator Network. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.